Well, this isn't going to be a good one because it's visual, but all right, you ready to say? It's out of my hands. Yeah, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm so mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had that. It is a Watto Koosh Ball. And now, our feature presentation. I downloaded it and watched it illegally. Um, it's dist- it's disturbing. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sorry, you said you downloaded it illegally? Mm-hmm. Cut that part out. Oh, geez. Uh, you're on the uh, there's somebody, there's somebody at my list door. now. There's, there's, there's somebody at your door. At my door. There's somebody <laughs> at my door. <laughs> we... We've already taken some of your friends downtown <laughs> in the paddy wagon. Guys, hold on. I'm going to stick my fingers under the door. I'm going to try to get them to go away. I'm going to stick my fingers under the door. <laughs> Youch! Oh, my fingies. That wasn't, What's this? Uh... Water? No, thank you. <laughs> That's what they say, right? It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome to another edition of Feature Presentation. My name is Frankie Fiermonti. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mike Hawkins. Someday, love will find you. Break those chains that bind you. One night will remind you how we touched and went our separate ways. And Chris Perkowski. Feeling that it's gone <laughs> can change your mind. Chris, you can if sing. we can't go on, survive the time, love divine. Not a fucking chance, boys. Not a chance. <laughs> oh. My thing Frank. popped up playing music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the voice of an angel, Chris Prakowski. Um, hey, we watched uh, Underwater this week, and it was fun. I liked it a lot. Uh, Underwater is a good movie. We'll get it right out of the out of the way here. No, no, we watched Six Underground, the Michael Bay movie with Ryan Reynolds. Is that the is that what the the new Deadpool is going to be called? The the one we watched. Yes, it's the one we watched. Deadpool three is Six Underground. Yeah, Chris Ryan Reynolds is not in Underwater. I'm I'm concerned that you're getting Ryan Reynolds mixed up with. Other comedic hunk, T.J. Miller. So, I don't think you we're bring up to a call point there with T.J. Miller, Miller a hunk because well, that that was the joke, Frank. Oh, yeah. Okay. So with T.J. Miller, like, when did they <laughs> film this? Because they he had filmed... already had like oh, 2017. Yes, okay, they, so this they, is yeah. before all of the controversies. Okay. This wrapped filming. How long in was this in the can? Three years. This got New Mutant did before New Mutants. This finished filming in May 2017 and was released January 2020. Okay, because like right when uh, when I saw him on screen, I was like, pretty ballsy to put T.J. Miller in your movie here. It's part of it's part of rehabbing his image. (laughs) You got to put him in a movie that's like Cloverfield again. They're just starting over. (laughs) 
Okay, so what I was starting to say is every week, even though we didn't do it last week because Sunset Boulevard was kind of a unanimous decision between Frank and I, every week I do tend to ask who picked the movie, why they picked the movie, so on and so forth. I picked Underwater. I think it was awesome. I thought it really flew under the radar of 2020 releases. I think it's a fun little sci-fi John, right? Do people still say John? I no, love but I love it. I love Kristen Stewart, and uh, I thought it would be a fun thing to talk about, and I knew the boys had not seen Wait, it. that was the girl from Twilight? I thought that was Eminem. Franklin. Sorry. I tried. Hey, man, we can't, they're not Sally. all winners. No, they're not. They're not all winners. Um, so, guys, what you did know you... What, what was going to say? You know what was a winner? What? This movie pick, Mike, because I had oh. no faith. I had no faith in you with this pick. I was like, Mike's gonna make us watch a stupid movie that from the guy like. that pi- from the guy that picked Bloodsport. Um, and, Bloodsport is and beloved Gotti by millions. Picked no. Bloodsport pick and picked Gotti pick and picked WrestleMania and picked. Uh, what else did you pick? You picked Green Book. Ugh. I yeah. picked Green Book. You picked Green Book and you picked. I picked against oh. Green Book. Oh God! What else did you pick? The Black Cat coming up in a couple of weeks. Spoiler alert. Oh, there's our first spoiler alert of the episode. <laughs> Take a drink. Woo! You know, I, I was convinced that Mike was going to make us watch a stupid movie that I wasn't going to like. And I really enjoyed Underwater. And I can't believe it. I I, I didn't love Underwater. I think there, there was a couple of issues I had with it. But it ended up being really good. And it was nice and short. It wasn't like you made me watch a three-hour movie that I didn't like. It was an hour and a half movie that I really liked. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And I probably would have never watched it had it not been for feature presentation. You know what, pal? No sweat. You're welcome. Now, Chris, bring it all down and tell us how much you hated it. Um, I thought Six Underground was uh, just a mess. <laughs> um you know, I, I can't even follow it. They're riding around in London or something. I don't even know where they are. And uh, there's bombs on the cars. I'm not really sure. Um, no, Underwater was uh, very solid. Like you said, Frank, there are some issues that I had with it. Um, but I think, you know, I think the sum of the parts outweighs the the bad. You know, I, I, felt, a, I felt like it's solid. It's, you know, I'm not sure what I'm ranking it yet, um, but... I don't know what more you want me to say. It's solid. Was your big issue that 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 there was not actually any water? They filmed the movie water free, baby. What? There was no water. I knew I felt I knew that there was something wrong with it. Frank, you've been duped. How? But but how do you make underwater? They were sopping wet. There, There must have been some water. I watched her take a shower. No water. Not even shower water? How'd no they survive? No water allowed. <laughs> you need to drink something to survive. So guys, Underwater was directed by William Eubank. William Eubank, who of course was most prominently known, probably even more so than Underwater, is most prominently known as the director of Love, the Angels and Airwaves movie. Oh, no. (laughs) That was released in conjunction with the album Love. We all remember that Angels and Airwaves movie, right? We all remember that. We're all big Tom DeLonge guys here. 
I mean, let's not get me started on we don't need to whisper. They don't need to whisper. <laughs> Somebody doesn't need to whisper. We don't need to whisper. That first Angels and Airwaves album is tremendous, man. I mean, the adventure, like, obviously, that's the big go-to Angels and Airwaves song because that was the big hit. But the is, adventure... Uh, is Rite of Spring on that album? No, Rite of Spring is the next movie. I The next album, excuse me. Uh, I... Uh-huh. I Empire, I Empire. I almost said I Robot. That, that was on um, a, a Warp Tour compilation. It was. I, I like that song. No, but dude, we don't need to whisper. Opening with Valkyrie risk, Valkyrie Missile. I'm getting fired. We up don't need about to it. whisper. What? Valkyrie Missile. Opening right. it oh, with okay. the audio of the astronauts going. Who do we think we are? We're angels and airwaves. And then it goes right into distraction. And, <laughs> oh man, do it for me now. The war, it hurts, man. Guys, that's the big wreck this week. If you haven't listened to the 2006 Angels and Airwaves <laughs> debut album, We Don't Need to Whisper, <laughs> go check that thing out, because that is awesome. With that said, the movie Love, directed by William Eubank, also director of Underwater, I have never seen Love the movie. I have owned the deluxe CD with Love on it for the however many years since it came out. I don't know what, I don't, what, let's see. 15 years now? When I don't think it's been 15 years. You said 2006. No, that was We Don't Need to Whisper. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, Love came out in 2011. So I've owned it for Jesus. nine years and I've not watched one, not once watched the movie. But now I feel like maybe I have to. Maybe there's some sort of underwater Easter eggs. Some sort of connective tissue bringing it together, almost like J.J. Abrams' Cloververse. Mike, I'm not going to lie. I doubt it. So you're saying that's that, that, that? No, that, that's it. I doubt it. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, next week on the pod, we watch Love. Not, Starring not... Paul Rust and Gillian Jacobs. Three seasons I on Netflix. It's great. Was trying to rack my brain for who was in that, and I couldn't remember Paul Rust's name. So thank you. Did you watch it? Yeah, I like Love. Oh, dude, it's so good. Of course, it's got Mitch. You know, our boy Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys. It's got the Spoon Man. Love is tremendous. Claudio Claudio Doherty is in it. She's hilarious. Love is really, really good. Chris, hey, you did you watch what? Love? I've never seen Love. Uh, it's been it's in my list three, for like five years. It's only three seasons. I know. Nice quick. They're fun. You know, Valentine's Day is coming. Tis the season. <laughs> hey, Chris. Right, so uh, then I will watch the 2011 film Love, the Angel, Angels and Airwaves movie. I will watch that on Valentine's Day. Thanks for the wreck. It, it takes place between season two and three. Hey, Chris. Yeah. How's, uh, how's Maria holding up after the passing of her Facebook friend? Oh, <laughs> Dr. Harold. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, uh, you know Dr. Harold Bornstein? Trump's this, this doctor? Isn't, this isn't part of the show. I just wanted to throw this it out there. This is part of the show. Uh, is Trump's that? doctor. Um, Cold close. Maria, you heard it. It's not Trump's my fault. Dr. Dr. Harold Bornstein, uh, the guy that like everybody made memes about and made fun of and stuff like that, because he was like, hey, he's the fittest guy I've ever seen in my life. Um, hey. He was Maria's physician for <laughs> many, many years. And as of recording this, he died today. He died today, yeah. Or, or no, he died last Friday, but they announced it today. But um, they should have uh, pulled. Doc- they should have pulled. Uh, they should have pulled an MF Doom and not announced it till like Easter. Yeah. When so after the whole stuff with like Trump running and him getting a lot of media attention, uh, they started getting like feds like looking at their books and stuff. And so then he had the like 
their office started calling all of the patients being like, hey, uh, you owe us $3,000. Jesus was like, Christ. No, I don't. And then never went to them again. Well, now that this is uh, evidence <laughs> no, between, between, between Mike admitting that he illegally downloaded a movie and Chris admitting that he's involved in some sort of money money laundering scheme. What? Where did this you is get that? This is now like federal uh, evidence, I think. Little known fact that the Netflix film The Laundromat, starring Meryl Streep and Ian McKellen or something, is no, I think it's Antonio is, Banderas is in it. Is based on Chris and Maria. And Gary Oldman might be the other guy. The Laundromat is Meryl Streep and Gary Oldman. Andaris is in it too. I'm telling you, he is, but he's not one of the main two. Yes, he. There's there's two guys that run the laundromat, my friend. But the two the two top build are Merrill and Gary. There's three main characters in the laundromat. Okay, but the two top it's build Merrill, are Merrill and it's Gary. Antonio, it's Gary. You seem is very it, defensive. It's almost like the story really is about you. Is Antonio getting a? a Best actor nom for it, or is he getting best? Came out like two years years ago. No, I'm saying like (laughs) in in the context of that, in the context of of nominations, because that that'll settle the debate. If If he's he's getting getting a supporting actor, he's not top two. If he's getting if he's getting a nom for anything, it's best supporting in Spy Kids 2: The Island of Lost Dreams. True. Where he plays the father to you know the Spy Kids. But Junie he got a nom and last year for pain and glory. What do you mean if he gets a nom for anything? If he already he's got, got one. If he's getting a nom for anything, it's for being the father of Junie and Carmen. Guys, what is Daryl Sabara up to? Um, I don't know. Buying has... dildos with uh, with Megan Trainer. Oh no! I just recently heard he got cut out of um out of some movie. Oh, you know what it was, Chris? It was. It's complicated. It was, yes, yes, it was. No, wasn't it the intern? No, it was. It's complicated. You guys think he has a the whole deal piece? was no. The whole deal was that there was a cutscene. Uh, there was a, there was a whole sequence where Meryl starts doing like online dating, and uh, goes and meets um, this guy who who says he's like her age, but then it turns out he's a high school kid, and it's Daryl Sabara. See, I was thinking that it, it was, was complicated. I was thinking that it was the intern, and it was uh, he had to leave because he was a spy. And but but also a kid, man. It wouldn't it, wouldn't that be great? Just how that works out. No, but I was thinking in my head that it was the intern and it was Anne Hathaway after after Anne Hathaway and Anders Holm split up. They don't she, split up though. But they have that tiff. Yeah, but they never split up. Who's Wait, the workaholics guys in that movie? Yes, he's Anne yeah, Hathaway's he sucks husband. Of course, uh, two workaholics guys are in that movie. Yeah, the other guys in it too. Hair guy or annoying no. guy? Annoying no, guy. Not hair guy. The 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 star of Jexy. Uh, so Adam Devine, right? Is that Adam Devine? Yeah. Devine, Devine, whatever. Frank, uh, did you see Jexy starring no. Adam Devine with the no. saucy Siri? No, but do you know who Adam Devine reminds me of? Who? Eddie from Ed Ed and Eddie. He's just annoying and little. You know who he, he reminds, reminds me, me of? of? Eddie from Eddie's Million Dollar Cookout. That too. You know who he reminds me of? Who does he remind you of? If you say me, I'm going to punch you. Right TJ Miller in the film Underwater. <laughs> so Underwater is a oh, fun shit. mixture. Oh, We watched Underwater this week, boys. Underwater is a fun mixture of like Alien and Cloverfield and you throw it under some water. 
a big thing that I told the the fellas leading into underwater, and I guess might as well just get it out of the way now, is that this would have been the perfect Cloverfield movie. Definitely. This is what Paradox wishes it was. Absolutely. Deep sea drilling, big old creatures popping up in the water and everything. TJ Miller. <laughs> yes, there is that. It could have been Hud's and, brother. And it's, it's Hud's John Gallagher cousin. Jr., who's yeah. in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, it's, it's funny that there is that much connective tissue to the Cloverfield universe, uh, both plot-wise and cast-wise. And, and Vincent Castle, who is in Black Swan. Oh, I thought you were going to say who was in Ocean's 12. <laughs> Which also takes place underwater because it's in the ocean, right? Oh, Frank, That's I've got right. some bad news for but you, pal. Also, <laughs> also though, and the, this one's legitimate. Also, Mamudu Athi, who's in The Circle. I have seen The Circle, first and of it all. it comes full circle. Ooh, I thought he was very good in Underwater. His very brief role, yeah. 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 I mean, um, th- there's not a lot for, for many people to chew on. No. It, it's I mostly thought, just Kristen Stewart. I thought Jessica Henwick kind of stands out as Haversham. I agree. I think she is someone that I kind of have that feeling about in like anything that I see her in. Right. I feel like she, quote, kind of stands out. You know, like, like I'm, I'm relatively impressed by her. Is she... If I'm remembering correctly, she's the – no, maybe I'm remembering wrong. I thought for some reason that she was the the girl in the opening scene of The Last Jedi. Yeah. But no, I am seeing she's not in that. Uh, uh, the Force Awakens she's in, though. Yes. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, never mind. But she's in two other things that I watched fairly recently, Love and Monsters and On the Rocks, and I thought she was good in both of those. Chris, didn't you just watch On the Rocks? Where is she in On the Rocks? She's on the rocks. What is what the this podcast is, is on the rocks? Fiona. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like one of okay. the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. She's not Meryl. Who can she be? <laughs> um. Hey guys, we uh, Chris, you never read the description of the the movie. I no, knew we I were forgetting something. I can't I've been do that. trying to get you to say it for about 10 minutes now. And well, you could have oh, just said, hey, Chris, do that. Um, well, I tried, but, but somebody always had something to say over me. Yeah, Chris. So, Damn it. Underwater in 2020, directed by William Eubanks, starring Kristen Stewart, Vincent Castle, TJ Miller, and others. After an earthquake destroys their underwater station, six researchers must navigate two miles along the dangerous, unknown depths of the ocean floor to make it to safety in a race against time. Yeah. Thank you. Now that that's out of the way, what'd you guys have for dinner tonight? Tacos. Nice. Taco Thursday. I had a grilled chicken and broccoli rob <laughs> on a wedge, so it was good. Uh, on, on, a, a, on a what? What, what is a, that? On a sub, but you guys aren't. From, oh, on a sub. Yeah, okay. On Why a, didn't you say so? A wedge of what? Like a, a wedge of lettuce? That's we've had thinking. this. We've had this fight before. I know. Yeah, I'm doing. A, I'm no doing a, a a bit for the show. You say. Yeah. No, but I think we've done this bit on the show before. I didn't think that Kristen Stewart was great. As I didn't the lead. either. I, I didn't either. I, I think she's got a very interesting state uh, screen presence. I agree. She does have an interesting presence. I don't think she was particularly great in this. I. Mm-mm. 
So I, I think I've got a couple of reasons why um, I, I think she's a little bit lacking in this. I think one is she's essentially Ripley from Alien and yeah. Aliens. So mm-hmm. like to, to try to be a, a new age Ripley after Sigourney Weaver nailed it it is nearly impossible. Like, I don't think anybody is ever going to do that again, potentially, but you know, whatever. I think the main reason though, is that besides the about eight seconds that you're fine, this movie, you get thrown into what's going on without Mm -hmm. any of the characters developing. Yes. You watch, you you are big time just thrown into it. Yeah, you know she I, likes to brush I do, her teeth, I do like quite and then a bit. it's thrown. I like that, but I think that's where the disconnect with all the characters are: is that you don't know anything about them other than uh, John Gallagher Jr.'s headband guy, because of course there's a headband guy. <laughs> of course, um, yeah. uh, the guy that played Rodrigo is new to like that shift. That I forget his name. The 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 guy that spoiler alert dies very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, there's really no no character development. You're just kind of thrown into what's going on and figure it out as we go along. Mm-hmm. And you don't really figure anything out other than like very minor details. Like you don't. You, there's no backstory to anybody, and that that I think plays a big part in in what's going on and why it, she maybe doesn't stand out the way a lead should well that is something that i think to, to bring it once again back to cloverfield i think that's a big separation between this and cloverfield that cloverfield before you're thrown into it and everything goes crazy you do have those 20 minutes or so of the party of, where it's yes. strictly just just building characters the, and, yeah whereas, this is whereas who these people this, are this is what their this is what their motivations are this is you know everything yeah right Same where, thing, where and, an on I'm sorry, God. Well, just where, where in underwater, the issue with, with the with the she the, likes the, to brush the station, her teeth. The issue and... with the station happens like 15 minutes into the movie. If it didn't, yeah. actually, it's definitely earlier than that. It's, it's, it's probably like it's eight, like eight, it's like eight yeah. minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with Alien. How long is Alien before, like, the chestburster? Like that's the first Alien scene in Alien. Is is the 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 aliens shooting out of the guy's chest that's like an hour into that movie where there's just creepy shit going on nobody really knows what's going on what what's happening and then so, all of a sudden it's bam so you've you've had about an hour to get to know who ripley is and then you get the rest of the movie for her to turn into the tremendous badass that she ends up being as opposed to this which is like this lady just kind of figures it out good for her but she might have been a badass before. We don't know this. Right. And no. I um was she in a relationship with Rodrigo? Was that Rodrigo in that picture that she like looked at? No, I don't th- no, I think she was in a relationship. So they alluded to guy. the so it, it, it again, this is why you don't really have these character yeah. building things. This was yeah. me going back and, and watching a couple of videos and reading about what was going on. In that opening scene, when she's brushing her teeth, she has a engagement ring or a, like a wedding ring mm-hmm. 
around her neck. So it's assumed that she's in this underwater base where they're drilling to get away from the real world, for lack of a better term, because she, there was a tragedy in her past where, I don't know if somebody broke up. It seems like somebody died. Yeah, that's what I, th- th- yeah. Yeah. It, that it, makes I, that makes that makes more sense now. But I thought, for whatever reason, I thought it was Rodrigo in the picture. I, I have no fucking clue. Um, yeah, I don't think that was the case. I really liked the set design. I thought the the interiors of, of the, the stations, which I don't think station was the term that they used, but I can't think of what, what it was specifically. Yeah. But I, I thought they all looked very cool. Uh, obviously, as we keep saying, reminiscent of Alien. Uh, those, I, don't, those... I don't think they went, went out of their way to hide that or anything. I think the influence is very clear. Those but... underwater suits have a very spacesuity vibe. Yes, that, that was the next Which thing I was going to say. Those suits are helps. awesome. They're so cool. I mean, they're basically like Gears of War suits, pretty much. Pretty much. But they, they looked awesome. Something that I thought was very interesting was that all of this, quote, underwater stuff, all, all these sets that they built and everything, were filmed inside of an abandoned Lowe's. That, what? That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> they found uh, an abandoned Lowe's, and they built all the sets in that's, there. That's, that rules. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> the budget for this was 50 to 80 mil. Mm-hmm. The box office was 40.9. I mean, it did get the delay. It did get the Well, but Disney I don't th- I don't think it was I don't think it was ever like announced though and then delayed. Yeah, I don't no, I don't no, think no, that was yeah. the case. It wasn't delayed like it wasn't new mutants for lack of a better term. It was the final film to be released under the 20th Century Fox banner. Yes, yeah. which, and, and that I think has a lot to do with it getting a January release. Yes, they clearly didn't have much faith in it. They wanted to get all the Fox stuff off their plate. Right. Yeah, but and January is known for being like, oh, this isn't gonna, this isn't mm-hmm. gonna do well. Let's just drop it in January and not worry about it, because by the time March and April roll around. We'll have a bunch of big releases, and nobody will even remember Underwater came out. So, can we get into the 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 twist of of everything? Because, huh? Not not the shape of water. This is water is shapeless. Are you suggesting that that little spooky fella who sw- who swims up and takes Vincent Castle and drags him down into the the sea cave? Are you suggesting that that was our friend Mister Fishman from The Shape of Water? <laughs> Is his name Fishman in that and not Gilman? Yeah. Mr. He's... Fishman. Yes. Wow. I don't like that movie as much anymore because it's Gilman, not Fishman. Yeah. No, Sally Hawkins the Gil- the signs, I love you, Mr. Fishman. Mr. Fishman. The Gilman is the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, but that's who that's supposed to be. No, it's not. They're it's like a brothers. completely different guy. They're cousins. And, like and Richard, cousins and Richard Jenkins... Miller. Richard Jenkins says to Sally Hawkins, Mr. Fishman ate my cat. Oh, God. <laughs> Easily one of the best scenes in cinema from that year. I know a lot of people, especially in retrospect, kind of shit on The Shape of Water winning Best Picture. But, I mean, that scene is so moving. When Sally Hawkins comes home with a, a crate full of eggs, she bought a baker's dozen to feed Mr. Fishman. Mm-hmm. And Richard Jenkins looks at her and he says, Eggs? He doesn't need these eggs. Mr. Fishman ate my cat. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes and he draw and he shows her, he drew a picture. 
He's like, oh, Mr. This Fishman. Is what it looked like. Mr. Fishman, my, my cat, please. And then Mr. Fishman is just swimming around in the in the bathroom, which he filled up with water. No water's leaking under the door. He's got it all sealed in there with his, <laughs> his fish goo or something. I don't know. Especially in the 40s when, you know, houses were just airtight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, big time. I remember when, well, when we saw that together um, and, yeah. and the scene happened where Mr. Fishman ate the cat, you said, and I quote, that's it. Kill him. Yep. Uh, guys, guys. That's this right. Is, this is... <laughs> I did angrily that is, say that. First of all, that makes no sense. That's also tremendously vulgar. It's called making love. Oh, <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that counts. So, so, that so was so a you, good one. <laughs> counts as what? what? One for four or something. <laughs> like that. Counts as what? <laughs> I made a good one. Oh, Mr. Fishman. Was it was funny. It was Thank funny. You. <laughs> just um, watching Chris realize what I meant was. I gotta. I gotta talk about. I gotta talk about Vincent Castle's. Uh, you know, because he's got such an interesting voice, um, and an interesting accent. Oh, um, you know, like he he's he's clearly French, but like it's sort of hard to pinpoint a uh, a region. Um, and it, and it's just so I love the way that he sounds whenever he you know whenever he talks in a movie he's like wait 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 he's what? from I, I believe the dialect the the accent is from Champagne okay Frank he was he was teeing up for a bit so oh I know I just wanted to so yeah off. so this is what um you know like in, especially in this movie he's like hey how's it going. This is Mark Wahlberg. I got to tell you, we got to get out of here. There's some robot cars outside. You know, something tells me Chris might be the best at impersonations in the entire world. He nails it every single time. Say hello to your mother for me. I will. My brother Donnie likes to give people hot towels on airplanes. Hey, Frank, you ever heard that story? Probably not. It sounds like, it, is this a personal story or is this a personal. something I would have seen it's, on, oh it's man. A, it's a personal story that we've told on the show before. That, that, was, the, <laughs> that was the joke. Big Dom Wahlberg's, no, you guys never did it on the show. Yeah, has, I'm pretty sure we did. Good he, guy, he close gave, personal he, friend. Yeah, Chris and I, we, him, Chris, I, and Donnie, we go back. Big we Don. were in LA together. The mm-hmm. actual Big Don. Big Don. Big Don and, and Jenny MC. Any <laughs> anyway. Any goo. What were you gonna say? Any goo. <laughs> I, I forgot how to word. Any goo. Guys, I just lost any goo. Guys, guys, this is a mess. I it is, and it sucks because <laughs> I really like underwater. I I think the episode's gonna be fine, but we, we are not firing on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> That's for sure. No, it's a mess. You guys want to restart? (laughs) Oh, God, no. No, not again. Okay, so there's just a few things that I can't shake from my mind but try to shut them out. And those things are that Underwater, if it was released in not January, and Mm -hmm. if it had, I feel like it didn't have suitable marketing. I, I, someone who is way too entrenched in the world of movies, far more than a healthy person is, I did not know like a single thing about underwater until like december 2019 
that was like the first time I saw a trailer and the movie was out in a month. I yeah. feel like they, I feel like Disney entirely did not care. And I think that definitely hurt the movie. And I think even to, to this day kind of swept it under the, under the rug to the point where it doesn't seem that underwater has much of a cult following, which I feel like something like this, you would expect to. It seems like it kind of hits all those sweet points of, of alien and Cloverfield and lady in the water and, you know, Mark Wahlberg's Transformers, Dark of the Moon. It hits mm-hmm. all those sweet spots where you would think there'd be a subreddit. I mean, there probably is a subreddit, but you think there'd be like a dedicated fan base. And while I'm sure they're out there, they're definitely not vocal. It doesn't seem to be big. And I feel like a lot of that is from Disney's failure to market the movie in, in any way. It also, sure. I feel like the the streaming release, because it, it was an HBO Max title, so it was buried under a million things on HBO Max. Like, yep. I think it was a, a release title also. So it wasn't like, um, like I think what just, King of Staten Island, I think just came out. Mm-hmm. So King of Staten Island just came out on HBO Max. And like, it pops up on the, the scroll through when you go to HBO Max, when you open the webpage or when you open whatever. It, it's right. one of the movies that's featured. Underwater never got featured because everything ever came out when HBO Max started. Like, it, it's under like Looney Tunes and Cartoon Network and, and Studio uh, Ghibli. Like everything is is burying that poor movie. Like when it I should it should have gotten at least like a hey look Underwater is on HBO Max. Check this out. And then right. I think it would have gotten a, a a bit of a cult following. I think if Underwater had gotten like dumped to Hulu. And there was like a, a big deal out of it. I mean, not a not a big deal. A Hulu but just deal. like like right, just like oh, this Friday here here is underwater. I think people any would talk bit about of it. fuss being yes. made about it. Yeah, I I think people would talk about it. I think people would have dug it. And I think it just felt. Look, I keep saying I really like it. I do. I I own it on Blu-ray. I've watched it a couple times. I'm a big fan of it. I'm by no means saying it's like a great movie or or anything. But I feel like it's in that sweet spot where especially because it was released in theaters in January, if this would have been dropped on Hulu two or three months later when everybody was sitting at home, I think this would have been like borderline a hit. I mean, Kristen Stewart's a big enough name as seen with Happiest Season. As we've seen, like she she is a, a, a streaming draw, I guess, to a degree, especially at a time when anybody was was dying for any sort of content. Mm-hmm. That if Disney would have waited just a couple months, I I think they could have done a hell of a lot better with it. For sure, yeah, no, I I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, looking at Letterboxd, and obviously this isn't always the best metric, but just looking at the Letterbox numbers for the amount of people that have watched it for Happiest Season, ninety k members watched, and of course Letterboxd is. While growing, that's obviously still a small metric compared to the, the overall viewership. Letterboxd, 90K members have watched Happiest Season. Underwater is at 60K. So that's 30K alone in the niche market yeah. of like film freaks using Letterboxd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you try to upscale those numbers to like overall streaming viewership, it, it's a shame. Because I and, think I think it's a real hoot for for ninety three minutes or however long it is ninety six minutes. Not only that, Happy Season came out I think two months after, so it, it 
jumped right past it. Yeah. Happiest season because Happiest Season came out December. I think underwater. Oh, you you mean in, stream, in streaming, streaming release? Okay, streaming okay, release. I got gotcha. you. I was gonna I say they did they did not release Happiest Season in March. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was I was Happiest very confused. Season, like if you're going streaming, um, at, specifically streaming services uh, that people pay for monthly, Underwater had a two month jump. Where again, it, it was buried as opposed to Happiest Season, which was like, hey, look, this is the thing that Hulu's pushing this month. Like, this is what you need to watch. As soon as it came out, it was the front page of Hulu, as opposed to Underwater, that I don't think ever showed up on the front page of HBO Max. Hey, what did you guys think of the creature? It actually show? did for me. Uh, it, I had to go to the bottom of the thing and be like, what you might be interested in, and it was there, but. Oh, okay. I, I mean, yeah. I have too many Looney Tunes things queued up. It doesn't. It doesn't give me. It doesn't give me underwater. <laughs> hey, does HBO Max like? Does it shorten your list? Like, I added like a hundred things onto my list this weekend uh, on HBO Max, and then I was scrolling through my list to get to Underwater because it was at the beginning. Um, but I only it only took me like halfway and then stopped. Did I put I too know. many things on my list and confuse HBO Max? I've never had because it, so it's the same. Um, um, I, I can't think of the term. Same, let's say OS for the lack of a better term, because I, I can't think of what it would actually be mm-hmm. um, as, as HBO Go, and I've never had a problem with either. Where like it never took anything off on its own. Okay. Um, even when you watch stuff that's on your list, until you manually remove it, it stays in your list. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Maybe you just like, maybe your internet conked out, or or whatever. Or if you were watching on uh, on, uh, what were you watching on? That's what I meant. Apple TV. So maybe it was an Apple TV thing, or you just got to check what what that might be. I would Google it, but I've never had an issue on PlayStation or on um, web browser. Okay. So another big issue with Underwater being dumped in January was that it very much got buried at the box office by the holiday hangover, if you will, of all the the big December movies. The week Underwater opened, it was number seven at the box office. Yeah. It was under 1917, Rise of Skywalker. Which were all both out from like, I think they both came out like the week of Christmas or on Christmas Day. 1917, mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji, The Next Level, Just Mercy, Like a Boss, and Little Women. So, Like a Boss was also like out a that Like a Boss week. was in the, ended up in the top five? Yeah. That made money? That made, uh... I'm shocked at that. Worldwide, do you want domestic or worldwide for Like a Boss? Domestic. Give me a guess. Just give me, like, just throw a number at me. 40 bucks. Ooh, that's close. Um, domestic, I'm going to say it made like 31 million. 22. Oh, okay. And worldwide what, was 29. Okay, so it did not make a big splash wow. <laughs> outside of the U.S. And it All right. opened okay, so that's, probably, than... that's about what I expected it to make. It opened, um, it opened at 13. Wow. <laughs> so, so not great. I'm shocked that that did better than, than Underwater. And then, of course, like the the couple under underwater, like to round it out to 10 
are Knives Out, Frozen 2, and Spies in Disguise. Mm. I, I'm shocked that Underwater didn't do better than Like a Boss. Opening on the same weekend, just like weird action-y whatever. Like Alien ripoff alone, you would think it would it would do at least better than that, than, than Like a Boss. Yeah. Whatever. So are they aliens? Or are they little spooky sea creatures? Well, that so, kind of ties in what I was going to say was, what do you guys think of the creature designs? I, so I thought the, the first little guy, I was like, all right, I get it. He looks cool. Like, what's it going to be? Because you know it's not going to be this little guy. You know it's something else, unless it's a billion of them. Because uh, I, I went in pretty much blind to this. Um, then this movie definitely benefited because I think it was on the shelf for so long, I think the CGI ended up being better than I expected it to be, considering it was on the shelf for as long as it was. Um, the the underwater aspect of it really benefited the creature designs, because I don't think they would look as cool if you could see them clearly. They work very, very, very well in murky, dark, pitch black mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. with like just lights flashing on them every once in a while or when they get real close yeah and they're but real I, I thought they looked, and stuff i thought they looked awesome what about the big boy so the big boy spoiler alert confirmed by the director is cthulhu like the the big hp lovecraft like god of whatever it's confirmed by the director that that's Cthulhu and all these little monster boys are, are spawns that come off of the big God of whatever it is. I, I forget that when you actually watch God of thunder. Movie, yes. And rock and roll. Of course. The, uh, spell your own. That's some kiss for you. If you watch the movie back, not only is there, hints at what's going to happen like the first scene when they're you're you're panning through the the station because again we don't remember what the word would be um if you listen the sound mixing for this movie is really great because you hear in the background before that earthquake hits and everything all the all hell breaks loose you hear rumblings like boom boom the monster walking so that that's one thing um I forgot where I was going with this. Holy shit. You guys playing with toys really distracted me. And now I don't know where I was going with this. Well, oh, I, uh, I don't know. What if you wa- so if you watch the movie back, not only do you see, see uh, foreshadowing of there being a, a bigger threat, uh-huh. but also it follows pretty much the narrative of HP Lovecraft's call of Cthulhu, which is, obviously where the monsters basis comes from right because lovecraft the beginning of the book features Kristen stewart underwater yep. in a sea station mm-hmm. well he, well he foretold Kristen stewart's appearance many years before <laughs> so it, it's basically a big build-up to the big reveal of the giant monster and then the giant monster gets blown up at the end of the original story and then eventually gets reanimated but it follows along that storyline pretty much modernized. Okay. 
but yeah, it is. It was confirmed by the director that uh, that is squiggly, squiggly face, big wings, Cthulhu himself or itself or herself. I'll believe it when I see it. Google it, dog. I watched two videos on this. What'd you do? Watch it five minutes before we started. I watched yeah. two videos on this. <laughs> I downloaded a friend of I ours. A friend of ours also uh, watched a YouTube video that said that the name of the song is Bawadaba. So I guess that has to be right. That is disrespectful to the great Bawadaba. Now, this is for the questions that don't have any answers. <laughs> um, what was I going to say, man? Now I'm thinking about Bawadaba. Uh, what was the first, what was the thing I was going to say about? Um. What uh, was one of the things that Underwater does that I'm a big sucker for in terms of like building lore and everything is the way it starts and ends with the credits, how it's various like newspaper clippings mm-hmm. and like newsreels mm-hmm. and like they'll highlight like little things about the story and everything. Godzilla I, King of the Monsters does that too. And I, I, I love I love that. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? It was the first Godzilla, the 2014 one, not King of the Monsters. Mike. It was I King love, of the Monsters. It was both. Whatever. I love like the, the first newspaper. Godzilla was not in 2014. It was in 1954. Brian Cranston wasn't even alive then. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, you mean the Matthew Broderick one? He yes. wasn't alive yet either. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been alive then. No. Broderick? Matthew oh, Broderick no. was not around in 1954. Was, no, that would wasn't. make him 31 in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Honestly, he might have been around. Knowing those movies, he was probably 72 in that movie. He was born in 1962. Close enough. No. You, th- you think Matthew Broderick and Ashiro Honda were just hanging out on set? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Fist bumping, pointing at a guy in a big rubber costume. Man, Sick. wait till the month where... Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the Shiro Honda just like laughing to people like, oh, look at that fucking thing. <laughs> you believe this shit? Oh, uh, movie magic. So I can't wait for the month when it, <laughs> it, we get to the episode where I do the randomized draw uh-huh. for our episodes for the follow for the following month, mm-hmm. and instead you mean I next just week? yeah, but only not that one. <laughs> Maybe like the following month. And then when I just happen to like randomly pull four Godzilla movies and we just have a Godzilla month just by complete accident. I can't wait for that to happen. Godzilla, Godzilla 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, Frank, how I, dare I, you I, call Godzilla raids again? Godzilla boo, Electro 2 boo. It, first of all, it's if we're doing Godzilla month, it's OG Godzilla, 90s Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, 2014 Godzilla, right? No, we gotta but, but very close. Get Shin out of here. No. 98 Shin Godzilla, rules. 14 Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla <laughs> King of the Monsters. Godzilla 2, Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. I love Kong Skull Island. It was so good. Isn't it wild how Godzilla vs. Kong is dropping in May and there still hasn't been a single trailer? Yep. Because it's not going to drop in May. It's also going to be on HBO, which is going to be awesome. Because then I can. But there could still be a trailer. Out. It's not going to drop in May. I guarantee you, it gets bumped back. What? It's going to get bumped back to when they think they're going to be able to get people in movie theaters to see it. Also, 
Well, they are going to have people in movie theaters. It's going in theaters and and streaming at the same time. Uh, it's going to be after vaccinations are like readily available. I, I don't think it's going to be May. I think it's going to be like everybody can get vaccinated. Give us six months and then we'll drop it. I, I almost get. I don't think it's, it's changing dates again. But that would cannibalize the new HBO Max deal that they made such a big deal out of promoting. Correct. But they might be trying to do that because they're mad at. Why would they try to cannibalize their own deal? Oh yeah, that's true. It's out of the out of everybody's hands that like right. made the movies. So right. you're right. Okay, good point. Yeah, Warner Brothers released the dates because they are set in stone. That is when they're coming out. Except for Dune. <laughs> I was gonna say except for the two or three things that get delayed already. <laughs> but I think those are all still post production anyway, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, guys. What Godzilla movies are we going to watch? Okay, so you want to know legit? <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. We do... It would be a month. It would be a month, so four weeks. No, I have another idea for May. All right. Damn. I do have a planned themed month for May. May the 4th be with you? No. Ugh. Yeah, we're going to watch Spaceballs. May the 4th <laughs> week of this month be another Star Wars movie? I... I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait till we got there. Anything to say anything, but I was thinking that May would be animation, and it's all animated movies. Oh man, Chris is gonna quit for May. I know he's gonna be pissed. Chat. He's gonna be pissed. He hates. He hates drawings. Ugh. Oh guys, I I I put him in a museum, not in a movie. School so busy this month. I can't. I, I can't even show up to any recording schedule thing. Because I was looking at our episode pool and we have, I believe, eight or nine different animated movies in there right now. So I could just put those in the randomizer and take four of those. I'd be down for that. But anyway, so to answer your question, if we were to do a Godzilla month, which we'll now have to do at some point, it would definitely be the original. Hmm. It's tough to try to pick just one of the 90s ones, especially because those had a bit of story. I think it would be the OG. I think it would be Godzilla versus Destroyer. I think it would be Godzilla Final Wars, and I think it would be Shin Godzilla. I think we're missing an opportunity to watch Godzilla 98. Shit all over it. Frank, I thought we said we were only going to do good movies from now on. Until a bad one comes up in the randomizer. <laughs> Until Gotti pops up and I want to kill Chris. Man, I really want to talk about Gotti. Uh, I'm telling you, the, the week that we get Gotti, I'm just leaning back. I'll, I'll unplug my mic and I'll just just let you go at it. I hate, God, I hate that movie. New York is the greatest fucking city in the world. <laughs> wow, that's the worst accent you've ever done, Chris. <laughs> you know why? Because it sounds like the guy. Chris. That's what he sounds they, like in the movie. They all sound like the guy. What are you talking it's about? Not, it's not, it's not, no, but it's not kayfabe, brother. It's not the joke. Oh. What Chris, why? Joke? That's what he actually sounds like in the movie. Why bringing up Gotti did you do your Cary Grant impression? <laughs> yeah, dude. What the fuck? Because <laughs> no, frankly, seriously. my dear, dude, I don't, I give, don't a give a damn. I fucking hate that movie. God. Casablanca? Yeah, Casablanca. You hate Casablanca? You hate Casablanca? Five stars, baby. Um, I'm sorry if you check this out for Underwater. I like Underwater <laughs> a lot. Send me it's a really tweet. good. It's really good. Watch it. Tweet us. Tweet feature presentation. Yeah, like and us. No, just tweet at me. Don't talk to these schmucks. Tweet I at me. I said I liked it. I like it a lot. It's Chris it's, liked it too. It's oh, sorry. Yeah. It's it's see, you fucking backtracker. 
I didn't fuck it. I said I didn't love it. Oh shit! I said it was solid. Man, I wish Billy would listen to the show because he would appreciate that. But Billy doesn't listen to the show. Hey guys, um, do you have anything else that you want to put out there about Underwater? Hey, Underwater. Real good movie. Watch. I think if you're a fan of the sci-fi, if you're a fan of, again, Cloverfield or Alien or any of that kind of stuff, just a self-contained, fun, breezy, like 96-minute sci-fi movie, I think you can't ask for a hell of a lot more. Can All right, can I ask a question? No, I said you can't ask for a hell of a lot more. No, can I? Can this, this is a, actually a serious question? No, I know. I, I was joking. Yes. Do you think because? Oh, I'll yell about this afterwards. But do you think the way it ended, they were setting up for a potential sequel when it finished in like 2017? When they finished doing everything with it in 2017, 2018, they were like, if this does well totally going to get a sequel out of it because it's ambiguous enough and they go back and start drilling again like they I mean, were signed up for a sequel and then got screwed because the shit hit the fan with 20th century fox getting bought and and them not getting it out in time and all that stuff i would love to think, think that it's ambiguous because it, it says like they're going to start drilling like if you read those headlines yeah the, the newspapery stuff it's like they're starting to drill again they're it's not it's not ambiguous it's it's open-ended open that, that's the thing because um, she, she 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 explodes the big fucker she dies but then and the she other dies two as people, well so she dies in the explosion yeah but you and don't there's know all the newspaper fact, clippings about how they're how they're not going to stop drilling how they're going to rebuild a new station and how they're going to go back down there and keep drilling right i i think they were planning on sequelizing but here's the thing though while i do Agree, like it is definitely open ended, and I like that it is. But the thing is, and, and you, I, I think it's it's the issue with a couple of your theories is that we're presupposing that because they stopped filming in 2017, that they finished the movie in 2017. But we don't know how long the post production was. I mean, True. they they could have been doing CGI on, on the Behemoth, which is what I, I guess like internally the big fella was referred mm-hmm. to who knows they could they could have been doing on the they could have been doing the cgi for that for for two years for all we know i mean the water i gotta tell you it wasn't there they could have been drawn bubbles on, on you know on Kristen stewart's little helmet for like three years for all we know they could have finished it the week before it came out you know new year's eve somebody slaving away saying oh we need to draw on this water for tj miller's fluffy bunny oh <laughs> we didn't talk about the bunny we did not talk about the bunny because the bunny literally just is a bunny for like a it scene. It means nothing. Yeah, he's it, just like yeah. he's like, oh, here's my bunny. Hey, make sure that he he makes it. That's one of those two, things. If there was twenty minutes of of characterization setting up, where was him holding I, a camera? Literally any kind yeah. of development or explanation of you know their motives or their goal, you know their personalities, I, anything. I don't disagree with either of you in, in terms of this. I, I don't disagree. I also or, might have or, hated or, this movie if it was two hours. So that would have also been counterintuitive. Or, or rather, I thought it was a long hour and 37 minutes. I didn't. I liked it. I was about it. I thought it was... I, I, it felt long to me. I don't disagree with your calls for more character development. But at the same time, I kind of like just being thrown into it. I kind of liked that there was like no time wasted with exposition. You you picked up little pieces along the way with 
you know, Vincent Castle's daughter and daughter, things like yeah. that. But I did like just kind of being thrown into the deep end, if you will. Because it's it's underwater, you see. Deep end, like the deep end of the pool. No, no, no good one. I like it. It wasn't it wasn't a ha ha one, it was but it was good. Thumbs so up. it was like one of your jokes. I mean, none of, <laughs> apparently none of my jokes are ha ha funny. Oh. They all make me laugh on the inside. Maybe this episode sucks. I don't know. Underwater <laughs> is good. Guys, where do you rate underwater on Letterbox? What's your rating? Chris, you haven't rated it yet, so you gotta decide on the spot. Um, two and a half stars. <laughs> Fuck off. Get out of here. Two and a half stars. Yeah. So, I think get out of here. You got fucking right. Jim Carrey shitting on a toilet, but you can't love underwater. <laughs> get out of it's here. Jeff you Daniels. kidding me? So I had it at three last night, sitting on it all day today, getting ready for the pod, watching the videos and being like, oh yeah, that is cool. I, I bumped it three and a half. I, I think it's a three and a half. It's a fun movie. I like it. Mike? I went three and a half. That was what my original rating was too. I came very close yesterday rewatching this. I came very close to bumping it up to four, but th- there has to come that divorce of notions between you really enjoying something and then being subjectively uh, or, or objectively rather, excuse me, objectively rating it as a movie. Hmm. The average rating is 2.8. So I guess I'm, I'm a little closer to it than, uh, than that three and a half. Oh, so, so you're, you're proud that you're close to the, to the sheep. You're proud that you're one. So you're proud that you're one of the sheeple. Chris is uh, for lack of a better term, a Sherson. Chris is one of the sheeple. He's listening to the to the the fake news and the media. Four more years. Four more years, Chrissy. That's what we like. To Can you believe what they're trying to pull? They're not going to get away with it. <laughs> they're not. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. We need to take it back. What is it? I don't know, but we need <laughs> to take it back. Speaking of it, the clown, Mister Pennywise. No, speaking of it, you guys watch anything? The clown. Else? You guys watch anything else recently you want to talk about? I didn't watch it though, so I don't understand the segue. No, no, no any, any, anything else, like at all. But that doesn't Not include the word "it." Not you said it. speaking of it. Speaking of other things you watched, better. But we weren't speaking of other things. Frank, let's do let's do a second take on the seg- on the segue. Improv a little, okay? Take two. Rolling. Speaking speaking of segues. Here's one right now. Well, I appreciate the moxie. No one was speaking of segues. Not speaking of segues. Here's one right now. Don't call us. We'll call you. What'd you guys watch this week besides besides underwater? Um, I I don't know if I'm I don't know if I should even like shout it out. Um, because it's like it's a movie that costs two thousand dollars and isn't like a real movie. It's not hard to get something on Prime. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. So it's called Ted Skates, and the dude who wrote it and directed it and edited it um, graduated from the same high school as me. He was like two years below me. Um, and it's cool that he made a movie, uh, but it's not good at all. So I watched that. Yeah. Well, you know who graduated from the same high school as me? Two years above me? Harvey Milk. How, how did he? So you're like 70? Yeah. Guys, I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> uh, but no, Harvey Milk did graduate from my high school, though. Hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, no. 
I, I typed in Harvey Milk and uh, I guess I typoed somewhere and it brought me to Harvey Weinstein's Wikipedia. Oh no! No, oh, you've been visiting it too much. It just autofilled. <laughs> hey, were you guys more of Little Bear or Franklin kids? Little Bear all day. Um, Not even. Close. I, I think I watched both equally. I don't. I don't think equally I had a interesting. Yeah. You split it. You split it right. Franklin. Franklin. I liked Franklin. Dark. I think. Little Bear all day. Little Bear is pretty sick. I don't agree with your your anger towards Franklin. Yo, fuck Franklin. I think it's because he's the better of the two Franklins. <laughs> I, mean, I, th- I think I'm you're not going to bummed... compete with an anthropomorphic turtle. But I think that's the, the thing. You're, you're bummed out. You knew that he was a couple years away from being a teenager, and we you're all gonna... know about those teenage anthropomorphic turtles. You're so I think go... you were jealous. You're going to go turtle over bear. So guys, you watch any good movies this past week? I just told you no. Mike, did you? I watched the I bad watched... one that the guy made for $2,000 and didn't Yeah, you didn't really say anything in. about it. You said it's called like Ted and there's nobody in it and like the guy Ted that... Skates. It's about it's about United Skates and Massapequa, which is oh, cool. Oh shit. There's a Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. He filmed Man. it there. It's cool that there's a movie there cuz it's like there's a lot of nostalgia from my childhood at United I Skates. I had so many good nights <sighs> at United Skates as, as like a like an early teen. Man. Really? Yeah, dude. I would go there with like my buddies. We would like load up my friend's mom's minivan and she would drive mm-hmm. us out there. And we would go to United Skates and I would just like skate around with like like a flashing light mouth guard or like a flashing light like like thing around my neck and we'd listen to Tipsy by Jaquan and like drink pitchers of soda. Oh man. United See- Skates was sick. Realistically just being in the corner and playing the Simpsons arcade game. <laughs> Uh, now I respect you. Yeah, I went to a lot of We're birthday back. parties there when, like, you know, until I was like ten. Did you guys a ton ever have of birthday a, parties there? Did you guys ever have a birthday party at a movie theater? Yeah, I did. I think so. and, and what were the movies? So I've done. I did two, maybe three at IMAX, but they were always like the weird, like documentary, like hmm. the really cool, we're, like underwater, right, oh. right, like underwater, the, or the like that. You saw underwater at IMAX. Yeah, when I was seven, it was wow. That must not, have been an early cut. It was, it was not a good movie for children. Let me tell you that. Um, no, but like those kind of like weird IMAXy, like IMAX exclusive shot on the shot on that kind of film. And they did birthday parties for, for that. The one at the Palisades Mall used to. Interesting. I didn't know that they even showed those ones at Palisades. I knew they had an IMAX, but like I, I didn't know that they showed like. Those more like informational ones, like like they show those like out here, at, like the um, like the the Air and Space Museum, or no, the yeah. Air, what, the Aviation Museum. There we yeah. go, the one by by I, um National Community. Yeah. So I think when IMAX first like started popping up, because I feel like that's when it started popping up a lot. So it was before it was like, there were like a lot of regular movies in IMAX. Yeah, exactly. Like there might have been one or two mm. movies, as opposed to like. Hey, they shot the Dark Knight with this camera that they usually shoot documentaries with. Like it was that one of those things. So yeah, it was just I, it was I, just those ones, like those informational IMAX ones. No, like yeah, because it was also when I was super like maybe seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have Bear in the Big Blue age. House in IMAX. I God, I wish he'd be so big in that house. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. I did have a birthday at a movie theater, and I just realized and confirmed the movie. Uh, It was Inspector Gadget. 
Okay. Oh, oh, so <laughs> there is now, Chris, it, it's a shame that this isn't like five years ago when like we're doing like raw hangs and like everybody's coming over here to hang and like we're going to Toys R Us like every other week and stuff. Mm-hmm. There now on Main Street is like an old like toy. There's like a toy collectible store full of like toys and collectibles. Right. You hit the nail on the head. And I just checked it out. It only just opened last month, but I just checked it out like last weekend and they had there and it totally brought me back to my youth. The McDonald's Inspector Gadget Happy Meal toys for the Matthew Broderick movie where each one was a different one of his limbs. And if you collected them all, it would build like a two, it would be like a two foot tall Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget. And I had all of them. I don't anymore, but I had all of them. And I saw this thing standing in the store and it completely brought me back. Sick. But yeah, anyways, so it's about United well, Skates. And, I thought um, you, just, you just brought up Inspector Gadget. <laughs> you're act, well, you're did, acting it, like... Well, like at first I, I said I, I went to movies. I went to birthday parties at, at uh, United Skates. And you were like, you ever go to movie, movie, uh, birthdays at movie theaters? Man, this guy's being rude as hell tonight, Frank, ain't he? I mean, for somebody that showed up an hour late, you would think you'd yeah. be a little bit yeah, nice well. to us. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it, it. The movie sucks. He's trying to be like a young Kevin <laughs> Smith and like write these like funny characters, but everybody fucking sucks in the movie. There's like one guy who's kind of good, and that's the only actual actor that they that they got. Um, An Inspector Gadget. No, <laughs> in dead skates, and I'm not gonna uh, lie. I was like, it just feels so much like, like a Kevin's like a student all. film. There's no discernible plot or stakes. Uh, the dialogue reads like a first draft. So is it uh, is it like a mumblecore movie? No, 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 no. It's just fucking bad. And it's, so you know, I'm trying if, to give him credit because it's like, hey, you wrote and made a movie that's kind of that's kind of cool. I'm glad. Here's the I'm thing: what allegiance that, do like, you have sucks. to him just besides going to the same school? I don't like, know. I'm just trying to be like no, I'm trying so, to. So fuck him. You don't owe him anything. <laughs> you don't owe him anything. The movie's bad. The movie's bad. Who cares I, that he went to the same I school? It's crazy because it's 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 literally one of the worst things I've ever seen. And like, there's six reviews on Letterboxd, and um, half of them are from his friends giving it five stars. So it's and now, just and like, now one of them is you saying like, "Wow, cool job!" Like patting him on the back, like, with. "Cool job, man. You did something." It's like, dude, you know who did something no, for my, my review, town? No, my review is scathing on Letterboxd. You know who did something for my town? Star. LL Cool J. I don't have any sort of allegiance to ladies love Cool James. You, you watch NCIS Los Angeles every week. Yes, but that's because I love... Who's, somebody, who, who, who's somebody else on that show? I don't fucking know. It's LL Cool J. Chris show. O'Donnell. Sure. No, I, I, don't, I don't want to commit to loving Chris no, O'Donnell. No, isn't he on the one with Ice Cube? No. Um... Ice Cube isn't on a TV show. Oh, Ice Team. Whoops. That, that oh, that's Law and Order SVU. Okay. Mike, you you own 19 copies of his 2005 single, Headsprung. Headsprung will take you on. <laughs> headsprung. Headsprung. Oh, that's Chris's it. favorite band. Oh, he loves, man. He loves the guy's Twitter. Probably my favorite movie that I watched this past week for the first time, first time watch, is 2017's A Taxi Driver. Directed by Jung Hoon, starring our boy Song Kang Ho. Shout out. And also starring Thomas Kretschmann. I believe you say his name, Kretschmann, but from The Winter Soldier and from Age of Ultron. Uh, he, he played Strucker in those. 
and he's in the Peter Jackson King Kong. He's in Wanted. He's in The Pianist. You would definitely know him if you saw him, Chris. For sure. I, I, I is know. This, is it name. the guy I'm thinking of? And it is tremendous. It's based in 1980 when the the people of Guangzhou were fighting for their, their freedom and like fighting for democracy. Based on a true story, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not well-versed in the story enough to, to know how much was embellished for film or not, but it is such a tremendous watch. I mean, Song Kang-ho is so easily one of the best actors of our generation. And I got the movie in a buy two, get one free sale from Amazon, like maybe two months ago or so. And I'd heard it was good and I knew Song was in it. And that was it. That was enough for me to buy it. Yes. And I loved it. It's a great watch. Big, big recommendation for a taxi driver. It is on Prime. It is on Hulu. Big wreck. Very, very good. That was definitely my favorite thing I watched this past week. I also watched Lupin the Third, the first, the new animated Lupin the Third movie. Lupin the Third, you know, big legacy property in Japan. Probably most famously known in the U.S., I guess, for how Miyazaki's Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro. I was going to say for Lupe Fiasco name dropping him in that song with Kanye West. Yes, that too. There is that. Also, no, I do not recognize Thomas Kretschmann at all. Really? Um, I thought you were talking about Frank Grillo. No. That's who I was picturing when no. you were describing it. How Imagine him know? running around Korea with Song Kang-ho. Oh, I wish. Um, I, yeah, I, don't, awesome. I, don't, I don't know which character Baron Wolfgang von something was. Strucker. In- you yeah, don't know no, who I Baron Strucker is? He's like 29th build in Winter Soldier. You think I read remember? Read a comic him? book. Chris doesn't read comics. I don't read comics. Nerd. I just watch the Marvel movies. You hate to hear it. Frank, what did you watch this past week? So I'm very excited to announce that I finally watched Palm Springs. Oh, oh baby. What'd Man, I loved it. Like, obviously, I knew it was a time loop movie going in. I made sure that I avoided reading about it or knowing anything about it. What I did not realize was that it was a time loop movie where multiple people were in a time loop. Mm-hmm. And boy, does that make does that make that movie awesome? Like all the all the twists they put on the the formula mm-hmm. with like it being multiple people in the time loop and th- there's like slight things that differentiate it from a happy death day or a, a groundhog day. Mm-hmm. And I think they all work amazingly. I love the cast. I, I think Andy Samberg, I'm not a big uh, Andy Samberg guy. Like I, I don't not like him, but I, I don't Seems love like him don't the like. way some people, I don't love him the way some people do. Like Chris. I thought he was amazing. In he's Palm excellent. Springs. Yeah. He's excellent. At it. Have you seen uh, pop star? Never stop. Never stopping. No, I have not. Oh man, we're we're gonna do it on here. It is in the pool. Sweet. Oh, good, perfect. I believe you we'll put it in it. there. Um, oh, okay. But uh, Kristen Milioti is Milioti was amazing in it. For mm-hmm. only, I think the only thing I've seen her in is the the mother in How I Met Your Mother. So like, mm-hmm. I, so I not a great story. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. She was already like on the shit list, and then it was like, oh wow, I actually I like her a lot. Like she was so good in this. I do have to um, tell you, buddy. What else? You have seen in? her in something else. You've seen her in something else that you love. What was she in that I love? She was in The Wolf of Wall Street. Who the fuck is she in Wall Street? She she's original wife in The Wolf of Wall Street. She is Teresa. Oh Petrillo. shit! 
Okay, so I do like her. Okay, we're, she's two for two in my book, besides, you know, two for two in film, as as they say, as I say. Who right says now. that? <laughs> as I, as I say right now. Please, please um, cite, cite this. Who says this? I says this. Um, J.K. Simmons, I, when he shows up, when he shows up with the fucking mustache in the in the police <laughs> in the police truck, when it's like he he's all painted up, yeah. up but then he shows up with just the big ass handlebar mustache. Uh-huh. I laughed, I laughed so hard just at his dumb fucking mustache. I loved it, uh, and like it, it it was very funny. But like even the the moment where they're in like J.K. Simmons' backyard. And, and like they're having the serious conversation, even that like pulled at the heartstrings a little bit. Where it was like, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. it was just so good, so much fun. Um, and man, I mean, shout out to Camilla Mendez; she plays the little sister, Veronica on Riverdale. One day we'll have an episode where I just talk a whole lot about Riverdale. Yeah, today's not that day because we it's like about it's like so Twin Peaks for the teens. It's like Twin Peaks if Twin Peaks wasn't good. This is our new weekly segment where we talk about Riverdale for approximately 45 minutes. So buckle up. On this week's episode, episode one, season one. Guys, I guess this has technically been another edition of Feature Presentation. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was probably a bad episode, especially after last week was a really good episode. So if you thought this one was bad, uh, don't, don't let me know. Like, let Chris and Frank know so, like, someone in the organization is aware and we can work towards change. But don't let me know because my little heart can't take it. If you want to follow Frank on Twitter, you can follow him at Frankie Fear Yo, F I E R Y O. Same on Letterboxd. <laughs> if you want to follow Chris on uh, Twitter and on Letterboxd, he is at Charging the Mound. No, right, that's right, I got that no. Right? No, that's just in, that's just one Instagram. That's not even my personal. No, um, listen to listen to charging the mound. Listen to listen charging, to charging the, mound. the mound. I do episodes sometimes, like maybe once every eight months. Um, I was going to do it. Listen to that I, one after this episode. I think we're going to adopt that model. The uh, at Doctor Underscore Perk Twitter and Instagram Letterboxed is at Chris Perk. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at. Shark underscore Cuban, C-U-B-A-N. Follow me there. Follow us, the podcast, on Instagram at FeetPressPod, F-E-A-T-P-R-E-S-P-O-D. Next week, we've got Sin City. Next week, we've got a longtime friend as our first guest on the show. And uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be a better episode than this week. See you next week. Bye.